Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. A very cold day in Austin, Texas, actually. I'm joined by my co-host, Sally Young. Sally, how are you? I'm so great. Yeah, we'll get back to you in a minute. Let's, okay. check, let's check in with Dave first, and then we'll get back to you. Dave, how are you doing? Drinking a protein shake over there. You just I busted went. out some squats at the gym before I came here. Feeling good. I knew that. You know why I knew that? Because you were there too. I saw you. Yeah. We were both wearing uh, Roback performance athletic shirts. We were. More on that later too, Yours actually. Yours was pink, mine was blue. Yeah. We're the two hottest guys Wait, in the Wait, what color is mine? Wasn't it pink or salmon? I can't it's, remember. It's a salmon. It's, it's an orangish color. Yeah. Right? Well, well you're colorblind. You're colorblind. It's more blind. like salmon. It's salmon. Salmon, salmon's a, an orange variation, though. Mm, it's more of a pink variation. Okay, you I, go to you go to sushi restaurant. You order salmon. What color is it? Pink to orange. It's orange. It's straight Depends up on orange. How long they smoke it? It's straight up orange. Uh, but okay. when you cook salmon, when you cook salmon, is it pink or orange? It's pink. I, I don't know. Look, it's it's a, it's a bomb ass color. Whatever it is, we'll get. What's to that, important like here is we look good. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I'm That's doing true. great, though. Thanks for asking. Not as good as Sally, but I'm doing well. Okay. Uh, again, we'll get to Sally in a minute, but first let me get some things out of the way first. Just get to damn if you, Sally. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Rate it five stars, review it, and tell a friend. Hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or if you like to write in, you can also do that. If you go to the Twitter account, which is at Mail-In Podcast, in the bio, there's a link there. That's where you can write in. Sally, did you do anything of note this past weekend? Well, I got engaged. Yes, you did. You got engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. So happy for you guys. I mean... Let's talk. Let's let's just go. Let's just get right into it. Let's talk about it. What do you want to talk about? I mean, talk about how happy you are... uh, did you have any idea it was coming? We got together for a little after party. Did, let's just talk about the whole day. Did All you, the stuff. Did you have any inclination whatsoever what was going to happen on Saturday I had evening? Literally, literally no clue. Which I'm so proud I think of our was boy. the most shocking thing about all of it was that I had no inkling that it was happening. And so I think when it happened, I, I, I don't know what all Will has told y'all. And I, I think I said this the night of, but I was so shocked and I kept saying, are you serious? Are you serious? And then once I realized he was being for real, then like the next hour, I just sat there and I was like, I can't believe he pulled this off without me knowing. Like, yeah, I didn't even know he, like I had no clue. Didn't know he was getting a ring. Didn't know he had talked to my parents. Didn't know he had planned all this shit. Like until the moment it happened in my mind, I thought we were getting engaged in like six months. Yeah, we well, we kind of expected it to happen in a, in several months too, and we knew more than you. Um, but then he, he he got the ring in his hands, and he he just couldn't wait. And we knew that he talked to your dad. Hey, move that little this joint up here. This one. Yeah, Sal's adjusting her mic. I just move, messed up the mic. Just real push much. that whole lev- that whole arm thing up. There you go. Is this better? <laughs> eh, it, it's good enough. It's falling. You're fine. Your levels look good. So we ex- okay. we expected it to happen in a few months, uh, but then he. He got the conversation with your dad out of the way, uh-huh. and he's like, I, he's like, I can't wait anymore. So I think he just called an audible and moved it up. Well, from what he told me, he was supposed to meet with my dad on Sunday, like, uh-huh. which we're recording this on Monday, so yesterday, but I'm leaving for Tulsa, and so then he didn't want to do it like the day before I left, so he moved it up, yeah. which was fun. How insane was it that they went and met at Matt's El Rancho? The most talked about restaurant, the official restaurant of the Young family, the restaurant where you are most yeah. likely to recognize somebody. Pretty risky for him to do that. Like, that is insane. And he did it, and he said that y'all were meeting, the two right. of you and him, and Mike Eisenhower, to he, plan your South By event, and I didn't even question it. And like, he instructed us not to post anything on social media during those hours that we were supposed to be meeting with Mike, uh-huh. because obviously that would have... You would have caught on to that. Like, there was a lot of opportunity for him to, for me to catch him, and I didn't at any point. Like, y'all know that we follow each other on Fine Friends, and I, but I, he, I guess he was going to Westlake to go get the ring made and stuff during the day, and so I never checked, I never checked Fine Friends. But how often would work. you just check in randomly to see where he is? Do you do that daily? No, I okay. only usually do it if like he's coming home right. and I'm waiting to see like how far away he is. Okay. So I wouldn't have done it midday anyway. 
but I guess he took necessary precautions and like turned it off. So the video of the engagement is really cool. So Will set up a little tripod in the kitchen of, of their apartment. Um, he said that he does this thing with you, like when you are about to leave, and he does like a fake ring check. Like, oh, I forgot mm-hmm. the ring. Um, he didn't actually do that this time. Yeah. He was going to try to. But that, that's, that's like a smart a, long, long That's long a long, long con. Going bit. Yes. That is very hurtful, to be honest, and I hated it. I think he was going to do it like that and say, oh, I forgot the ring, and then actually pull it out. But the compromise he had with my sisters was my sister and my mom wanted to be there when it happened. And he said, absolutely not. Thank God, because he knows that I wouldn't want anybody around. And then they were like, we'll do it outside on the sidewalk, outside of wherever we were having the party that I didn't know about. And then he was like, I'm not going to do it on a freaking sidewalk. Like, absolutely not. So the compromise was that he would video it. And or my little sister would like hide in a closet. So again, very glad that that didn't happen. She's so nosy. Um, And so he had a video and I, on the video, like you can see everything go down and then there's like, he cuts it off, but like the whole extended video, I walk over to the fridge to get the bottle of champagne out and I realize that he'd been filming it. So there's like this whole conversation that (laughs) takes place afterwards where I'm like, Oh my god! Like just sounding like a total idiot. And apparently he was—he was so nervous, or he didn't I, even ask. He me. didn't even pop the question, but he did drop to a knee. He dropped to a knee, and then I kept—I was like in disbelief when he pulled out the ring. I legit was so shocked. I thought it was a fake ring. <laughs> like not that the ring looked fake by any means, but I was like, this is a really elaborate joke that he you're. Thought playing. he was fucking with you. Like, in my mind, I think I was like, maybe this is real, but maybe he's screwing with me, and this is rude. Like, and then he dropped to a knee, and I was just like, what's happening? Are you being for real? Like, and I don't think he ever actually asked me, so I never really said yes, because he didn't ask the question. It was an implied yes when you put it on your finger, though, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, and embraced and all that. Well, now it's around my finger, so. Yeah. I guess I said yes. And it was a fun night. Afterward, we went to uh, a little after party at the South Congress Hotel. Your entire family was there. Yeah, y'all were troopers for hanging out with my whole fam. You know what? I had I had a conversation with pretty much every one of your family members. My dad and his Sta- leather jacket. Starting with your dad. Uh, okay, so your dad and your mom, I, I talked to both of them, and they, they both are listeners of the show. They love the podcast. They're into it, um, uh-huh. which I, I love and I appreciate but also, I just like when I hear that from your parents, I play back all the conversations we've had, like about shaving your like, balls, like man, the manscaping one. Uh, so, oh God. to to Doctor Young, Mrs. Young, I, I'm sorry for some of the content that you hear. They think it's funny, and they but, like the shout outs. So, shouts to them. Shouts to them. Thank you for listening. The support means a lot. Um, <laughs> and then your sisters were there, and they had fun conversation with them at the the bar afterward. Uh huh. Yeah, they're, they're, it was a good night. They were kind of drilling fun. me with questions and stuff. It was funny. Um, it was a great night. It wasn't a good night. It was a great I, night. I really don't know what I'm going to do on social media now because about 85% of my tweets are you just lost about a lot of content. giving shit to Will for not proposing to me. You're going to be really lame now. I'm going to be so lame. And I don't, like, no one wants to hear about our wedding or, like, wedding planning. So I'm not going to talk I'm about it. I'm not so sure all. that's true. People are invested in. In this whole saga. In this future. They are. Well, it's it's going to be a long engagement for sure. Not that long. Because I refuse to do anything until I graduate, so... I, I've heard next summer. Hopefully next summer, yes. Okay. It's not going to be like a, a Pam Beasley engagement where we just like never pick a date, but it right. is going to be next summer, yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, again, congratulations. Thank you. Very happy for you guys. <laughs> We do have a, a regularly scheduled program today, too. It's not just all about it's me. It's not just all about Sally. Any, any last words you want to say to the to the people or to us or just about your engagement Thank y'all in general? for being there to celebrate. And for well, everyone who reached out, it was really sweet. We I all keep saying, like, thank y'all for coming. Like, why wouldn't we show? Of course. I wouldn't well, miss it for anything. It just, I think it makes you realize how many people love and support you when you have, like, a big um, moment in your life and there's a lot of people around you that care about you. And even people that I've never met who have commented to me, which was really nice. So Alyssa's picked up a ton of followers just because she, I think she might've been the first one to post it on social media that was kind of in our world. 
And like people were like on the Reddit were like, oh my God, Alyssa just posted a story. Dave's wife. Yeah. I think Will's engaged. The main thing I learned during the, the whole layoff situation with us is how many of our listeners, people we've never met, like legit care about our lives. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is very it's cool. It's pretty neat. So thank you guys. Of course. Uh, okay. I'm talking about the listeners, not you, but okay. Oh, yeah. Well, us and, too. and you do. <laughs> we have six questions today, two of which are voicemails. Dave, if you don't mind, let's just get right into it. Dylan, Sally, Dave, what up? Love the pod. What is the best way to slide in a girl's DMs without coming off as creepy? Just saying, hey, or something like that. My technique is to usually wait to comment on an Insta story, but said girl hasn't posted a single one in weeks. She's an absolute rocket. And you know your boy needs to do something about it. Okay. Shouts to the homie Rosie, Randy, and Grilled the Cheese. I believe that's Will. I believe that that is Will. Yeah. Dude, okay. the girl's a rocket. And he's got to you know do something about She's it. a rocket. Yeah. What's he going to do about it? He's going to have to throw her a DM, I think. First, I want to address that some people have a, a stigma with sliding into DMs. I think it's probably because the term sliding into DMs became a thing. But it's not a big deal at all. Yeah, we have living proof in this studio yes. right now. And also our good friend Kyle Banduho, who yes. got engaged Saturday as well. That's Actually, how he met Friday. his fiance. Yeah, yeah. I I got a relationship out of sliding into someone's DMs. It's not it's not weird. It's just a way of reaching out and making contact with somebody. That's that's all it is. I mean, it would be the same if you match with them on Tinder and then message them, right? Like Yeah, I mean, if if you find someone on social media that you think you're interested in, what other way would you have of like reaching out and saying, "Hey, I'm so interested." Here's my question. It's perfectly fine. When you slid into somebody's dms did you have any contact with them before like had you like liked some pictures of each other or was this just a random okay so so she responded to a tweet of mine Mm -hmm. it was hilarious by the way she responded to a tweet and she caught my attention i was like oh okay notice that she lived in austin Mm -hmm. followed her she followed me back okay which is like a mutual way of saying like yeah i see you yeah and so i think two hours later i dm'd her I mean, that's almost exactly what happened to me. And I said, I think my exact quote was, is it too soon to to slide into your DMs? Something, it was something stupid like that. Is it too soon to to slide into your DMs? And she said, uh, shoot or shoot. Will and I had an internet flirtation for several weeks where we were responding to each other's tweets and liking them. And then he followed me, I followed him. And then I tweeted about something and he dm'd me because it was like relevant to him here's my question is it creepy to just i'm trying to think if it would be creepy if you you haven't posted anything in a while and someone just is like hey i don't think so you're beautiful well of course it depends on what you say if you say hey you're beautiful that's come i think that's coming on a little too strong well Um, the thing is about this girl i kind of get what he's saying about like waiting until she posts a story or an Instagram so that it doesn't look like you've just been like stalking her profile for weeks, like on end, trying to get up the courage to say something to her. I maybe can see a point to that, but I I don't know if I'm overthinking it. And okay. Maybe that's just normal. Obviously, the play is to respond to something, be it a post or an Instagram story or a tweet or whatever. Right. That's the play. Um, but it's not like if she's if she's just silent for weeks and you're like getting impatient, it's not a reason to, to hold off. I mean, you can still make contact with someone if there's been some kind of like a, uh, a mutual follow situation leading up to that point. If you just come out of the blue out of nowhere with a, Hey, you're, you're beautiful. That's creepy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think a good, uh, technique to use is like a little self deprecation because, um, I don't know, like, just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know it's lame to be doing, not, maybe not self-deprecation might not be the word, but just be like, acknowledge that it's, it's a pretty untraditional way of reaching out to someone, be like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and slide into your DMs or, or something like that. Maybe it's not untraditional. Maybe it's traditional now. I mean, it, look at the amount of relationships that started be. this way. You know? I wonder how many start this way compared to, like, Hinge or Bumble or dating app. Probably less just because the volume on Hinge and Bumble is so enormous. And plus, you know? people are there for that specific reason. Right. Yeah, you're right. Um, but it's it's fine. Do it if if you if it's your only way of reaching out to somebody. Um, 
But I think if you, the second she posts something, you have an in for sure. Yes. I agree with you there. Try to be funny. But if you can find an opening to just out of the blue message her, like some shared interest or something, I don't know. Or just be like, hey, I'm tired of waiting for you to post something. I just wanted to reach out to you. I don't know. Something. Yeah, actually, just like be truthful. Yeah, like, just, just be Your honest. rocket was waiting for you to post You're a story. You're a rocket, and I like rockets. Um, yeah. Just just don't say, don't lead off with, like, you're hot, you're beautiful, anything like that, because that, that is creepy. That does come off as creepy, yes. Uh, try to respond to what they post and maybe throw a little humor in there and, and see what happens. Great answer. All right. Let's get to the first voicemail. Dylan, Sally, Dave, what is up? This is Matt from Indianapolis. My uh, my good buddy, really good friend, college former college roommate at the frat house. Yes, I was in a frat. Uh, just asked me to uh, be the officiant for his wedding. Told him yes, but uh, kind of no idea what I'm doing. Uh, kind of new to the wedding scene, but want to help my buddy out. Do you guys got any advice? Things I should include. Things I shouldn't. All right. Congrats on the engagement, Sally. Love y'all. Bye. Okay. Has anyone ever asked either of you two to be to officiate someone's wedding? No. Nope. I watched my uh, best friend ask one of our good buddies. Oh, Clay Flounder on the Fly on Instagram. Oh, our boy. He uh, he officiated my bu- our our beat maker's wedding. Fun fact. Mm. Did he did he nail it? Because I pictured him just absolutely crushing. He's electric. <laughs> yeah, I have a buddy who did it, and he did a really good job. It was his sister's wedding, and um, he had never done it before. And he just, of course, got online to you know become certified, whatever whatever yeah. it's called. Uh, and so he had when he before he you know announced them as husband and wife. He said, "By the power vested in me by the state of Texas and the internet," and it got a huge laugh. It was really funny. Oh, this guy's definitely stealing that. Yeah, it. you yeah, got to steal I, that. Thing, it's really, I thought it was really funny. It got a big laugh, and everyone was loose, and it, it was great. Um, so something like that. Throw a little humor in there about the fact that this is, you're not, you know, you don't do this. This is like a first-time thing for you, and you're doing it just for your, for your buddy. Um, so, yeah, I would say throw some humor in there, because I think because since they're asking you to do it, they don't expect it to be super formal, right? Yeah, I, well... Yes, I've I've been to several weddings where a friend has officiated and it totally depends on the couple. Like one of our friends, so it was actually the first wedding I ever went to with Will, their, his college roommate did it and they were like, we wanted it to be spiritual but we didn't want any religion and he like did a great job of that. And he like said some quotes and like talked about them as a couple because they both went to Michigan State together. But then I also have been a part where a friend has done it and it's been religious. Like he read some scriptures, he talked about them as a couple. So absolutely, I feel like it's very easy, not easy to do. Obviously, you're public speaking. But if your friend asked you to do it, I'm sure he has a reason why. Like you're, yeah. he's your best friend. But also ask him like, hey, how much do you want me to include? You obviously, yeah. it's not like a best man speech. You can't be like raunchy. Just be... Like, great about the couple. You right. should totally do it, though. But it's be- really high honor. I because, think. yeah, oh, it's a great honor. Uh, because you know these people well, and because they're asking you, this is, they're probably expecting you to have, a, like, a pretty personal touch and talk right. about them as a couple and why they're so great together, that kind of thing. Throw some humor in there if you want to. Like, that's fine, because this is an informal, I think it's a pretty informal thing since they asked you to do it. But you have to make it also pretty personal. Right. And it's different from a best man speech in that you've got to talk about marriage and like the entity of marriage. Take it more serious than a best man Things like speech. that. So I would just like Google like marriage sermon or whatever and like take some crap from that and then personalize it to them. And the best thing about it is probably your friend doesn't want it to be like a whole 30 minute spiel. I mean, I feel like you can like keep it to nine minutes and be boom, done. Oh, yeah. And like half of that is them just repeating vows. So you're like actual speaking is pretty low so this oh, is yeah. a win-win this is gonna be a, f- a five minute ceremony you're gonna look great i think this is a great idea yeah i'm I actually sitting here thinking about i have told will before that i would want somebody to officiate our wedding that is a friend because i i always think it's kind of weird when the pastor's up there and you like can tell that they have no idea who they're marrying yeah and you know what sometimes you'll you're at one of those weddings when a pastor is is officiating it 
and they'll talk about like the couple and and they make the most generic statement. And it's like, like, do you yeah, really, like I James know they, loves hunting? Lol. Like it's like, yeah, like what? I know they probably did maybe some marriage counseling right. with, with you, and so you, I know you know this couple, but do you know this couple? And so the things they say just are a little bit hollow to me. I don't know. There's my, a lot of bad humor in weddings. Right. Yeah. Well, like, my from sister's the speeches wedding, to the officiants to the pastor, it's just there's a lot of just lame jokes that people just courtesy laugh to. Right. Sure. <laughs> my, my sister's wedding, her and my brother-in-law were really close with their pastor. So it was like very personal. It was like a friend was marrying them. So it was like not only was it a great like message and like perfect ceremony, but like he also knew them really well as a couple. So it was very personalized to them. Whereas I feel like especially – if you get married in like some giant church where they're just like churning out weddings, like, and there's like three weddings happening in the same day. And the pastor's like, when I met with Nick and like Sarah and you're like, what do people, you know? Yeah. So I think asking a friend is a great idea for sure. Unless you're like Catholic. And then don't, if you're Catholic, doesn't a priest have to do it? Uh, Like if you're going to do like the full mass. Traditionally. Yes. That's how that works. And those ceremonies are usually, very long, and, yeah. And communion is a part of it. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yep, the whole thing. They're they're not the most fun. I'll say it. Well, g- guess what? I'm not Catholic, so nice, nice. Dodged a bullet. Yeah, I think this is a great idea. Do some research on the internet. Ask your friend what he wants out of it, and go for it. You're gonna look like a rock star. Everyone's gonna remember you if you do a great job. So yeah, for sure. This is your chance to. You're the star of the show, not the bride. I'm just kidding. All right, let's talk about rollback real quick. You've seen Dave and I and Will post about it on social media already. We're taking, we're getting pics off and we're getting grams off. The, those, the shirts that we're wearing, the hats that we're wearing, it's rollback. If you use the code BACKERS20, that's B-A-C-K-E-R-S 20, you get 20% off your order at rollback.com. And that's R-O-H-B-A-C-K. Dave, do you like these shirts? Tell us about them. No, I don't like them. I love them, you idiot. What a stupid question. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. That's Dad. your podcast. Um, yeah, no, today was my first day giving a, a run to the, the workout shirt. And let me just tell you this. I was getting some looks in that gym. Dudes and chicks. Everybody. We had lunch on Friday. And you showed up and you were wearing the navy blue quarter yes. zip. Oh, my goodness. You sat down and you said, did you all know that this thing has an American flag on the back of it? And I said, and I do not show us. You turn around, you aren't kidding. No, that is uh, the, sick, that is the that. sickest QZ I've ever seen. It's, it's gonna be my go-to. I'm gonna wear it out. I highly recommend it. It's the navy blue one. It has like a white trim to it. It's just perfect. Yeah, it's very sharp. Again, backers twenty will get you twenty percent off at Roback.com. All right, let's hop into the next one, Dave. Hey, Dorn, big fan of all the new content happening at Washed Media. As a guy who routinely gets fire grams off, do you have any advice for a decent-looking dude who does not photograph well? For some background, multiple people have referred to me as being a hard seven, yet most pictures tend to not reflect that. Any takes from y'all on how to improve would be appreciated. Thank you, a hard seven. Um, I want to spin off a conversation about how people photograph well, and then there are people who look better in person than they do in pictures. I don't... First of all, he says, I get fire grams off. I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I think I have a very average Instagram game. Um, but there are people who photograph well and look really good on, on Instagram. And then on the other side of it, there are people who photograph pretty poorly. A good friend of ours, I won't name him because I don't know if he wants this publicized or not. He says... I had a conversation with him one day about this very subject. And he said that he prefers to date girls who photograph better than they look in real life. I said, I said, are you crazy? Oh, it just hit me who this is. I said, are you crazy? Why would you want your girlfriend to, to not be as attract, attractive in real life as she is in pictures? And he said, well, most people see pictures. It's a numbers game. Yeah, it's a numbers game. He said, I, I want us to appear to be a hotter couple than maybe we actually are I'm gonna to, need to, to know the know outside world. I'll tell you afterward. I, I don't... It's probably not a big deal if I shared his name. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, but, I think it could be. Okay, yeah, so that's why I'm not going to. Um, I actually disagree with that. I, I think most people would. Yeah, your, I do. People are seeing you more in person than they are on your like online. He's just saying, like, but like, more people will see public her. Per, public perspective, looking okay. at you from afar, like, oh, that's a hot couple. 
So here's my take on this. I have friends who are super, super, super cute, hot in real life and are not photogenic at all. Oh, yeah. I, I know some people like this too. And then I have friends who are super photogenic and are kind of meh in real life. And it's you're weird like, how that works, isn't it? Right. And so I guess in today's culture, like online dating, things like that, that would matter. But then it's like, okay, if you're the photogenic type and then you show up to a date and you don't look as cute as your pictures, I feel like that's worse than maybe not being as cute in pictures and then showing up and that people are like, oh shit, he's hot. Yeah, being surprisingly attractive. Right. And the thing, I, I don't know if there's even like a, a facial characteristic that I can point to, like this is why this person photographs better. It's just... To me, I for the people I know, most of it has to do with their smile. Because I think the people that I think are less photogenic, their smile doesn't come off as genuine. Like, it's like they're forced smiling. Like, you know what I'm talking about? I'm yeah. doing it right now and none of y'all can see me, but they're doing this. Yeah. They're like doing a weird, they're doing like that emoji that's showing all of its teeth. Like, like they don't know how to smile correctly and they're just uncomfortable. And so to me, I'm like, the reason those people are not photogenic is because they look uncomfortable in every picture they take. Like, they're just like, what am I doing with my hands? Like. So that I, maybe work on being more comfortable in front of the camera. And if it's if really important case. to you to get to get a fire gram off, as as you say, um, take like a bunch of pictures. Don't and, take don't take three. Take like fifteen. But it also just start curating your Instagram of like other shit that's not you. There, and then people will be like, "Who's this mysterious guy who like takes pictures of trees?" You know, no, don't don't do that. I'm just saying That's you could weird. you could go full will and just do all, you know, landscape pictures. Picture I don't of like know. a door. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Here's a fucking <laughs> blue door. Where'd you find this? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know how to tell you to be more photogenic. I mean, there are apps out there that you can like face tune and stuff. But again, don't I would that. rather I would rather someone look worse in a picture and look better in real life. Then, then vice versa, people. because I you. think when you, when you see someone and then you see their online pictures, like we all know people like this, that you see them and then we're like, see their online profile and you're like, they are just freaking filtering the yeah, shit out of these pictures. Yeah, that is not what you look like at all. And it's so awkward because I'm like, now we all know that you don't look like this and that you like make your legs look skinnier and your whole body yes. looks 20 times tanner. I would much rather be pleasantly surprised meeting someone in person after seeing them on Instagram the other way around like it's you photographing well is not is not as important to me but also if you're really concerned about this especially if you're concerned about like online dating or anything like that ask a trusted girlfriend or like a sister to be like pick out the most attractive pictures of me because a girl knows like yeah. what it's not, i feel like if i look at pictures of guys like them holding like a fish while they're on a fishing trip versus like a picture of them like actually smiling like i'm gonna like gravitate towards the guy who's like actually smiling and like looks normal instead of being like yeah i do things outside i don't uh, know huh. we all know those guys yeah okay. I've, always, I've always thought this was an interesting subject i don't know why like people who just i don't to know me, how to take pictures well, i think this is getting, a weird conundrum because time. i think i'd rather hear the question i filter the shit out of my pictures how do i look hotter in real life like you know what i'm saying because i think that's a major problem in our society oh right now. that no that's a serious problem yeah people just filter the shit i mean look. we could probably name 10 people right now that we all know that just do not look anything like their instagram makes them look like we talked we talked about this before on circling back but um you know i've, I've dabbled in dating apps before and I, I swear i've seen accounts where the girl will have five pictures of herself and every single one of them when all five pictures have Snapchat filters on. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's really such obvious. A bad look. I mean, they have like, you know, the butterflies around their, their face or whatever. Like, we know your face it's is like, getting skinnier. Like we, we have no idea what you look like. Right. And you clearly are hiding something. Right. So stop doing it. Mm -hmm. Just give us an accurate portrayal of how you actually look so we're not very unpleasantly surprised when we meet you in person. And just accept yourself. You're probably hotter than a hard seven. You're probably a nine and a half. Yeah, dude, you're probably super hot. Yeah. Hey, Dylan, Sally, and Dave. I'm a 23-year-old Yo Pro. I believe that's a young professional. I was wondering that. Thank traveling you. from New Zealand with my girlfriend to Texas for a wedding in Dallas during the first weekend of June. Our friend, the bride, 
is from Highland Park and a very well-off family. So we are both anticipating big-time tradition and extravagance at the wedding. My question for you folks, and maybe Dave in particular, is what do I wear? I'm expecting suit and tie, but given that it is June in Texas, I'm not stoked to be putting on a suit uh, when it's going to be 30 degrees Celsius or more. I guess that's just hot as fuck. It's, I don't know what that translates that's to. That's like in the 90s, I think. It okay. makes perfect sense. Do people just suffer through the heat? Do I go out and buy a lightweight linen suit, or is that too informal? Any advice is much appreciated. First of all, sir, it's rude that you say it's a question about fashion, and he says, I have a question for you folks, and maybe Dave in particular. Maybe so because of the thing. Dallas thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Here's, and a dabble in high society. Here, the, here's a <laughs> surefire. First of all, the invitation is going to say what the dress code is, right? Okay, oh, so yeah. black tie. It doesn't always. Okay. If, if it, it does, says, if it doesn't specify something, then you can assume it's just like cocktail. Formal wear is the we, formal wear means just like suit and suit, cocktail dress, right. right? But they will specify if it's black tie. But in that's which default. Case, I'm saying formal wear. Formal wear is the default. The default, right? Yes. So if it's black tie, you absolutely are wearing a tux. Yeah. Even if it's Texas, even if it's June. There's no getting around it. There's no getting around it. You're wearing a tux. We've all Girls, you can wear a short dress, but it needs to be a nice dress. Um, you can get away with wearing a linen suit or like a light colored suit if you know it's going to be outside, I think. The thing about Texas weddings in June is I don't think this will be outside. It, it better not be. The well, only time you're going to be outside is like going from the car to the church to the church to the reception. Okay, like first weekend of June, it's going to be hot, but it, it, it won't be... Like the hottest time here is late August, so it'll be hot, but not like it won't Hundreds. be. It won't be a hundred. Most likely, June? nothing in will June. be outside except for maybe maybe First a cocktail June, hour. I know. I'm just you know. It's gonna be hot. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. Are you denying climate change? No. On your own podcast? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, but I'm yeah, saying no, is, it's just, it, it's gonna be hot. The problem is, even if it's like 92, it's still gonna be humid. Right. Yeah, At least oh, it's yeah. Dallas and not Austin no or Houston, but still. sane person, and you should definitely ask your friend, is this shit going to be outside? But no sane person in Texas is having an outside wedding in no, June. No, that, you just can't. You just That's can't why that wedding season in Texas like doesn't exist in the summer, because you can't go outside. It's too hot. I have, I have been to a summer wedding in Texas that was outside. Well, that is awful. It, no, was it, it, Dave's? it was miserable. No, oh, y'all got it married in October, September. right? September. Okay. Um, it was it was pretty brutal. We were um, inside too, and people were just. I mean, everyone is everyone is fanning themselves. I've been to they multiple. handed out fans. I've been to multiple ones, but and guys it's just, it, guys were visibly sweating through their. Yeah, suits. I mean, you just you can't do you, that you to people. Just, you can't. The great but thing like, about it is, if it's do. outside, everyone's gonna be sweating. Everyone's gonna look terrible. That's true. I doubt it's gonna be outside, but number one, but number two, I think that you should. Follow what the invitation says. Number three, I think linen suits really should only be reserved for like beach weddings or like country club, like super, like, like you could get away with a linen suit in like Harbor Springs, Michigan, where it's like very vacation mode-esque, you know, like, but you can't get away with that in Highland Park, Texas. No, you're probably going to be going to like Highland Park Methodist, you know, for this, I'm assuming that's like the big church there. It's where W goes. Yeah. If if it's, if it's in a church. If it's in a church, yeah. You need to. try to pull some And then if it's at a country club, like reception. Wear a power suit, navy, black, gray. Suit. You can go like light gray if you want, like a lighter summer suit. But then, or, or tux if it's black tie. Yes. Non-negotiable. But you're wearing a suit. Unless, and then you can take your your jacket off, right? I mean, you don't have to wear it the whole time. I'm still surprised at how many how many grown men show up to weddings without a coat. Also, I don't get it. That's just a level of not caring that I yeah. don't think I'm gonna ever. I get I, to. I, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, so, we it's were, so many guys. We were at a wedding a couple of weeks ago with like 50 percent of the people were in jeans, like the guys. I have seen that plenty of times. It was horrifying. I'm talking jeans in a church, like a church service I, wedding. I know. I don't get it. If you're doing that's that, like a, you mean, need to be kicked right in the book. Right that's some country shit. It is. That's it, that's bad. some Texas, Texas country shit. But like, it's so funny because I I've been to enough weddings where it's like, I'll go to one and it's like ninety percent of the dudes are wearing suits, and then there's just always like two or three guys, like c- cousins or something, that are just rocking jeans. Okay, can I make one suggestion to this guy? Yeah, those guys party. If it's black tie, you're from New Zealand. Go all in and get a bolo tie. 
Just like oh, be the shit. dude wearing a bolo tie. That is going to be a tight look. Because then you're really embracing Texas. I tried to convince Will to do this. We were at a black tie wedding on New Year's. And I tried to convince Will and my, my friend's husband, Nick. I was like, please, guys, wear bolo ties. Because like, the crowd we were with like would have thought it was really hilarious. But if you're going to pull off a bolo tie or just something similar, like something off the wall and a little loony, you have to have some personality to you. Yeah, don't you be like be the creepo total, who shows up in a bolo tie. Can't be a total dud. <laughs> but if you're like the cool New Zealand guy, okay, oh, definitely. Everyone's gonna wear, wear a bolo tie. It's thing. gonna be tight. Well, we're, I'm trying to imagine what this guy looks like. So I'm picturing like a, a kiwi, like a big, a big fucking dude. I re- please wear a bolo tie and take a picture guy, of it. If you do, Stephen I will invite Adams. you to our wedding. Like Stephen Adams on the thunder. Okay. So I'm, I'm picturing just some big rugby guy. I don't know if that's true. This guy might just be like me. <laughs> just hey, what's up? You're pretty alpha, Dave. Thanks. If this guy, sir, if you wear a bolo tie with a black, if it's black tie and you wear a bolo tie and get a fit pick off and send it to me, you will get an invitation to my wedding. Just FYI. You oh my be god! Careful. You you don't know you don't know this guy. He might be, he might be a total psychopath. I'm sure you're not, but he might be. We'll we'll see. We'll judge by the pick that he sends us. I in the bolo. I want Will to wear a bolo tie to one of our black tie weddings this year. So bad. I thought it was so funny. How many weddings? I, I've never been to a black tie wedding. Well, get ready. Is yours gonna be black tie? I kind of want it to be black tie. Fuck it up. I'll wear a bolo. To, oh wait, I'm. When is that gonna be? Never mind. I was thinking like it's gonna be in the summer. I have a bolo. I do not have a bolo. It's but a, it's a, it would not be one that I would wear to a wedding. I'm it sure, is a novelty bolo. I'm sure it's I could absolute have, trash. I could acquire one pretty easily. I think. Yeah, go down to Cavenders. Yeah. I'm no, like, we, we like were gonna bucks. we were gonna get one at Cavenders, and we Got were like dying laughing. I wanted, and then Will later admitted that he should have worn a bolo, and I was like, yeah, out of all the weddings we went to, like this would have been the most tight to wear a bolo to. Definitely, if you wear if it is black tie, this guy's wedding, and you're gonna go bow tie, which I mean, yeah. With your tux, get a real one. Don't do clip on. I don't. I don't. You don't have to do a bow tie. You can wear a regular tie. Yeah, but bow ties are the best. And I think one of the the most attractive things is like when we're at a wedding and people are wearing tuxes and then people like untie their bow tie. Yeah. Oh man, that is. Most people know that you're really gonna toss them back. Yeah. Maybe grind. Aside from. Aside from with a tux, bow tie is a, is a no go all the way around. No, bow tie with a tux only. Yes. Do thank not you. just be wearing random bow ties. That's not yeah. a good look. Unless you're eight years old, then you. Unless you can pull you're it off. yeah, Prince Charles or Prince George or Bruce Bowen. I'm actually buying a suit this weekend. For I've, what? I have two weddings coming up. I'm in a wedding in a minute, and I, I just need a new suit. Will needs a new suit. Yeah, I, I've worn the same one to like the past four weddings. Um, no, actually, Joseph a. Bank. I hit up our boy Barrett. I said I need. A new suit. I don't want it to be cheap, but I don't want it to. I want it to be affordable. Uh huh. And he gave me three places to go to. So you're not going to go to Joseph A. Banks and get eight shirts for free because you bought a suit? Yeah, it sounds like bad. No, I will not be economics. doing that. Um, he gave me. He actually gave me three um, places to go, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll just share that. Uh, J. Crew is one. Yeah. Bonobos is one. Uh huh. Suit Supply. Okay. He says actually, I'm, all three of those are really good. places. He says I'm going to be spending between five and like a thousand. Probably. Um, but that's okay. But they make you good have to suits. invest in a good suit. And, and the other thing you have to do is tailor them. Yeah. Yes. Get fitted. Get it tailored. Mm-hmm. Make I'll sure it this. fits you and only you. So mm-hmm. I mentioned Men's Warehouse. They have pretty good suits now. Yeah, Men's do Warehouse they? actually has decent suits. Yeah, they they really do. I got a couple because uh, I I had the same one since like college almost, and I went in there and got like two or three, not for the price of one, unfortunately, yeah. but I did. I had to mix it up. Sneaky shots to Men's Warehouse. Sneaky shots. I guarantee it. So follow the invitation. And then and ask your friend. Just be like, hey, what should we wear? Yeah. That's never a problem. This is a good question. I can't wait till like five months from now we get a photo of this dude wearing a bottle. I cannot (laughs) wait either. I'm very much looking forward to it. And consider this a public service announcement. Wear a suit to a wedding unless it's like on the beach and it says don't wear a suit. Every girl don't be man, wearing you, jeans. You have to have a suit. Can't be wearing jeans. Uh, she didn't have to mention don't wear jeans, but unfortunately, people are still out there doing. Even that. if they're like expensive jeans, like Lee's, like Lee pipes. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless there's that. No. All right, let's get to the next. This is a, a voicemail. Hi, Dylan, Dave, and Sally. This is Sarah from Southwest Missouri. Um, I am getting married this year, and there's a topic that always sparks discussion in regards to joining bank accounts. So I was curious what your thoughts were on that. I know I have friends that do all three, 
some that have everything combined, some that have everything still separated, and some that do a little bit of both with separate accounts, and they put money into a joint banking account. So I was kind of curious what your guys' thoughts were on that. You've got a couple different walks there with Sally, yourself, and Mr. Dave being married. So curious what your thoughts were. What your thoughts were. Love the pod. Thanks. Man, weddings in the air. So many questions about uh, marriage and, and stuff like that. Um, you guys want to go, go into this? Can we toss this to Dave first? Dave, what what situation you have going on right now? Well, I don't discuss my finances publicly, oh, Sally. Okay. <laughs> but I do know people who have both, and um, it just kind of works. Unless, you know, it. I'm trying to think how I can frame this. I know some people who... One of the one of the parties in the um, arrangement may have a lot more money than the other, or come from a well-off family. Uh-huh. So there might be a little bit more separation there, which I was always I always found that to be interesting. Uh, but you know, if, if you you know trust that the other person's not going to spend recklessly, like having two separate yeah. bank accounts is not a it's not a problem. I am pretty pro joining accounts, um, and of course I was married, and this is what we did. I just think like you're marrying someone, like everything about your lives it becomes joined at that point, and it just it just for me it's a little weird to have separate accounts. It's not weird, but it just seems a little like like why are you doing that kind of kind of thing? Well, I so what Dave was saying makes sense, and I I actually have friends who do both, like friends who have a joint account and friends who have completely separate accounts, and like part of it is because. One of them has family money or something where it's like part of a trust or something like that. So that has to maintain, like, be its own entity. Yeah, but I, but I don't think a, oh, a trust should remain right on its own. But if you're, I'm talking like a joint checking account. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure my parents have a joint account. And then my mom probably has her own account. <laughs> I, I honestly might get in trouble for saying that. I really I know they have a joint account, and I feel like they might have their own accounts. I don't really know. It almost seems like what are you? That's like, are you I feel like that's a lot of something? Are a you lot of to hide work something from me to like put forth. Here's like why why? But then also you... it can make it less complicated if you just keep shit separately and then you just split everything. But then I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I don't know what will. I feel I like do. the trend. I y'all haven't talked about it. Uh, we've talked about it in the past and I think that we'll do a joint account. Yeah. I feel like I'm more afraid of him knowing what I'm spending than me knowing what he's spending. Is that part of it? Is that people like to keep what their spending habits, uh, a secret? Uh, yeah. It's probably, okay. yeah, a lot of it. Cause I really don't need Will to like tell me to not shop or something. But I also, part of me is like, maybe I need the accountability. That makes sense. I mean, there there were times um, when I had a joint account that I would come home and be like, "We need to talk." Right, and like what happened over the weekend. And the thing is, if you are making your own money and you freaking want to spend some of it on treating yourself, then you should do that. You know, but I don't know. I I okay. do not have an answer to this. I think you are kind of talking me into being more neutral in this than I was previously. I get the feeling that it's. With young people, and I consider us young people, even mm-hmm. you, Dylan. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's trending towards keeping it separate. Separate. Yeah, that could be wrong. Like I don't have any data to back that up, but just based on my anecdotes, like people I've talked to, people are saying, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, it is kind of trending that way." But uh, you know, it's whatever. I don't think it's definitely not as viewed as as sketchy, probably as like it was thirty years ago, right? Because. Honestly, Will has eyes. Like, if I started shopping, he would just notice that I had new shit, you know? But here's the here's the pro for having a joint account. Then all of your expenses, like your, you know, rent or house payment or car payments and utilities and all those, like, living expenses that you have just get paid from that one bank account and you don't have to sit there and, like, split stuff up. Because I would say one of the biggest fights that Will and I get in is, like, about money because I'll be like oh I paid for this last time you paid for this and we like have running tallies in our head that are very off from each other because we never yeah. keep track of it and for that reason joint accounts could be beneficial right because like we always try to be like Venmo each other right after when we're splitting stuff but then like I forget and then in my head I'm like oh my gosh I've paid for like these 20 things and this and this and this and Will's like I paid for all this and it never balances out 
Sure. So that's like a good reason. Like you're living together, your lives are joined together. So paying for all this stuff together, you know, I mean, I don't know. Do, do people have joint accounts and then also have separate ones? Is that too much paperwork? Like, is that too much going on? Um, you probably do if you want to keep something your separate property. Do like I sound like the most uninformed state. adult of all time? No. <laughs> no, I don't no. think so. Okay. No, that, 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 she said she knows people who do that. So. I almost think that there could be an element of, um, let's say, let's get woke here. What if, uh, I mean, like, if you think about, like, we're in modern modern times, women have, we're more likely to have careers, right? Mm-hmm. So in the past, when it was, like, traditional to have a joint account, there's probably, like, an element of, like, patriarchy uh mm-hmm. the man like oh, i'll take care of the finances uh, overseeing the finances yeah now it's yeah. like hey you know we, woman she's got her career too so i bet it's that's kind of how it's with the rise of uh, of women in the workplace i bet there's probably a correlation there i have friends that's who don't even file, file taxes together that are married did they what don't file taxes together really? and they're really? married for like financial stuff even though if you file together you get like a bigger refund yeah, we do because you together. like you can you get a bigger that. deductible or whatever. It's tight. But like the friends I have that do it, it's because they have like stocks and like you know what is the word I'm trying to think of like accounts things like that that yeah. are kept separate from each that other. They probably had before they mm-hmm. got married. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh yeah. I, I think you can do it both ways. I don't think not doing a joint one implies that you're trying to hide stuff from people. I think it just yeah, is easier right. to manage your own shit. I think and if right. y'all are good at being like, okay, we're, you know, this is how we're going to split money when we're married and we're going to, you know, do everything equally and there's never any resentment. Because that, I think that is the biggest thing is like if one person feels like they're paying for everything, then I feel like that's how like fights start. But I think you could go either way and be fine. Just find out what works for you. Well said. Thanks. We have one more. Dave? Huh. Okay. Good one here. Hey, Dylan and Sally. I've been seeing the same lady for a few months now, and we've hooked up a few times, and every time after we hook up, I get a bacteria situation on my piece. <laughs> Last time it lasted about a week and it went away. So it's not devastating by any means, and it's nothing serious. My question for you guys is that I feel like I should address it with a lady friend, as I think she might need to take more hygienic care. I think I need to bring it up, but I don't know how. Thanks. Love the pod. And people thought we were going to get through this episode without having a peace question again. Yeah, man. Uh, Bacteria sitch. Yes, bring it up with the lady friend. Why yeah. the hell wouldn't you? I I need to know more specifics Spe- about the bacteria sitch. Yeah, especially since this might not be as simple as a, a minor bacterial infection. Right. It could be something more serious. So clearly she's the common denominator here unless you're sleeping with someone else, right? Like, yeah. And exactly like this could be from her. It could be just something you have that's acting up because you're having sex with her. Either way, she needs to know about it. She needs to know because even if she's not the cause of it, she should still know because you could be affecting her. What if she's like getting. Yeah. And you both need to get tested right now. Yeah. Right now. Practice safe sex, people. Like you you both need to get tested right now. No. Don't even think about it. It's not even it's not even a cleanliness thing, which you should be hygienic but also like you don't know what the like i mean i definitely don't know what this bacteria situation is because you weren't specific enough but like do you know like you don't want a super bacteria yeah you don't want MRSA. (laughs) yeah you don't want no super bug man but also like it could be an std or it could be as like easy as like she's got some sort of vaginosis or something sorry to get real gross vaginosis that's a thing but like (laughs) but she she may not even be aware that she's passing it to you, so like you've got to communicate to her, and then y'all both need to go see doctors and both get tested. Yes. Um, now is that something they should do jointly or separately? <laughs> I don't know that they do appointments where couples go in together and like swab get their us. genitals. <laughs> Give us the swab. I think she needs to go to a gynecologist. You need to go to a general Dude, practitioner. Do this now because you don't want to have to get on like serious antibiotics. Like if it gets crazy. And like you don't suck. want chlamydia. Or yeah, like, too. And you don't want bacterial or gonorrhea or bacterial like infection syphilis. on your dick. Duh. Yeah, get and it taken I, care of. I don't think that even if it's minor, like she, if she can, if it's just something that's just like getting rid of it, like with a little bit of medicine. 
Don't you think she's going to want to do that? Right. And I don't I don't think she's going to take it as a hit to like her ego and hygiene. If you're like, hey, this is happening when we hook up. I don't know if it's happening to you, but I think that we should check it out. Yes. Let's be safe that here. That simple. I care about your safety and health. For That's everyone listening, you, you have to tell your partner if some, if you notice something on you. Yeah. Absolutely. And just get tested regularly. Like, just yeah. go get the full gamut of STD screening. Like, anytime you have a new partner. Your partner or future partner will, appreciate, will appreciate the, uh, the regular testing. We'll wrap it up, too. But also, like, you should be getting checked, like, yearly. Especially if you're changing Unless sexual partners. Unless you're like partners. super sexually active, probably m- much more often than yearly. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. With like different, if you're, you know. But like. If you're getting around. Get get checked, man. You gotta be healthy here. Well, guys, that was it. Job fun? Way to end on the bacteria question. Should yeah, we, 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 we really Should. went all over the map on this one. A lot of wedding stuff. I had, I had, of course, we had to bring it back around to the peace talk. I wish I had a bonus question, but I... I do not have This has been a full here. episode. I don't think it's necessary. I, I, I just want something to segment. end on instead of the peace talk. So You did what? I just wanted to end on something else besides bacteria on your peace. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, the people need, need answers to the questions, though, Sally, and that's what we're and here for. And you know what? We're here for the, yeah. the truth. Like I said, all topics are on the table. And, and the tough love. On that note, don't forget the hotline, 888-362-MAIL. And again, follow us. Um, on uh, at Mailin Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram, and of course subscribe, rate us five stars, review it, and and that's it. Sally, where can we follow you on social media? You can follow me on Sally Young on Instagram and Twitter. Dave at DC Ruff on Instagram at D Carter Ruff on Twitter and Snap. Thanks for having me back. You're always welcome here, David. Always. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye.